Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hard Form Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast today, Wednesday, April 26, 2023. The podcast, like the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show, heard every Saturday morning, 97.1 FM from 9 to 10, is dedicated to bringing you, the consumer, the most accurate information of all time. And with us today, our special guest, it's been a minute since we talked to her, always strong, always involved, and always educational, Lisa LaRoe from EXP Realty on Grosio. Lisa, what's happening? Hi there. Hi there. So glad to be here. How exciting. Yay, our little globetrotter. Yeah, Miss You, it's been a long time. As always, we have Miss Becky Alley, top 1% of all originators in the United States. Hi, Becky Alley. Hey, what is going on, everybody? And I just want to I'm so excited to have Miss Lisa LaRue um, on our podcast. She's been all over. She's not only dominating um, her market area, but now she's traveling somewhere else. And I want her to talk a little bit about that, but we'll get into all that stuff. So yay for Lisa being here. And I want to introduce Harvey Freed, co-host of the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Program, heard every Saturday morning along with Becky Alley. Harvey, what's up? Well, I saw Lisa's also going to be open up in South Carolina. And I, I saw that last night too. I just got off the phone with some Southern charm down in Georgia. So we wish you the best of luck down there. So Lisa, let's talk about it. It's been a minute since we've had you on the show, on the podcast. You were always great on it. So let's find out what have you been up to? What's going on? Oh, it's been a, it's been a great year. I have to say so far, so good. Um, I, have my office in Grosio, which is doing really well. And I started a team there. So I started a, um, never really thought I wanted a real estate team, but apparently I, I needed one. So, so I started the team in Grosio and was able to also then start to expand into South Carolina. So my nice. second home will be in South Carolina, and I'll be selling real estate in both places. So that was a, a big win for me this year. That's so awesome. Where specifically? What location in South Carolina? Greenville. 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 So it's um it's kind of a, a really nice little pocket because you're real close to all of the other states. You're real close to the um the mountains and the lakes. So it's a it's a beautiful up and coming place, and it's just a a quaint little place for those of you in Michigan. I would equate like Greenville to maybe a Plymouth. Kind of oh, that's wonderful! You sound really excited about it, Lisa. And we want to know what's up in your world. Spring of two thousand twenty-three real estate market shaping up for you. We just talked about it before we got on the air. Nine homes for sale in Trenton. That's down from about twenty-eight last week. Sixteen in Wyandotte. Twenty-two on the island. Just to name a few areas by you. What's going on? What are your thoughts on this? Are there more listings to come? It's just it's just really a crazy market out there, isn't it? It sure is a crazy market. And and absolutely, there's more houses coming on the market. Um, it's just a matter of staying in touch with your clients, I feel, at this point and letting them know it's okay. That house is on its way. And if if it's not on the market yet, I'm going out there and my team and I are hitting the streets and we're looking for that house for you because there are people that are um, not living in the homes and just have them vacant. Uh, there are people that need to downsize, uh, things like that. So we are always on the lookout for putting our buyers in the in the great hands um, and, and getting them into the house. 
That's wonderful. Speaking of pounding the pavement out there, pounding the pavement every day, Becky Alley, top 1% of all originators in the United States. Becky, talking about the area that you serve and, and really all of metropolitan Detroit, the market is, is just really going crazy. We say it now. It's a mantra that we've been talking about since February 1st. There might have been a little lull, but there is certainly not a lull right now. Becky, just going over a couple of your transactions this week. Uh, people are, are overbidding. They're getting the house, but they have to overbid. Got a couple going on right now. That is commonplace right now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, even when you're talking about the stats right now, when you're talking about there's four homes or 11 homes in Trenton, that's not even talking about the ones that are under contract. That's just on the market right now and that are pending. So that means even if you take half of them, that are under contract. I mean, there's literally, they're so sparse. So it's definitely that communication is key from your clients, letting them know that like, you don't have to lose your head a little bit, but just know that everyone is under, is going through these same things. And, you know, we're constantly updating our clients, putting them in the best positions possible. And, you know, but we've, I feel like we take it for granted a little bit because not really for granted, but like, We've literally been talking about this since even last year. We've been talking about this since the first year that, that Harry mentioned. So when you're hearing all this stuff, all the buzzwords on the on the news media, we're almost we're so past it that it doesn't even it's not even on our radar. So even when the media is talking about the loan level pricing adjustments, we are so past that because all we're worried about is is serving our clients, getting them in the best position possible with the best payment. Yeah. You know, panel, I want to say this to you guys, Harvey, the, the conflicting information that we're seeing and reading in the market, I just pulled an article. It said, you know, the market is so strong here. There's no doubt about that. But there's articles saying home sales to remain subdued for the rest of 2023. Are you kidding me? Subdued? They can't get any stronger, Harvey, right now around here. Seems like supply and demand's taken over here with the lack of inventory. But overall, the economy is a little scary out there. I was talking to a guy who sells steel, and the reports came out about how the steel sales are going to be throughout the next six months. And they were a little bit down. So there's a lot of unanswered questions out there. We know that mortgages and real estate are going to be really strong for a couple of reasons. The lack of inventory. And at the interest rates we have now, we see that in all the experts, we had Barry Habib, we've, we talked to a lot of the experts they do see a forecast in the next 12 to 24 months where maybe the rates will come down even more, which is going to create even more demand for the housing. So we're in a strong market. Again, we, we always wish that we could find more homes out there. But when they sell a house, where are these people moving? Maybe to South Carolina with Lisa. So I got, got a whole new plan. Lisa, sell their house here. We do the mortgage for the buyers. And then we'll also do their mortgage in South Carolina. Yeah, Lisa. <laughs> Yeah, Lisa, going back to you, I'm emphatically, emphatically coming out and saying that the news media is wrong for our area. Home sales, and tell me if you agree with this, home sales will remain strong this selling season. So I'm calling BS on the fact that home sales are going to be subdued. Lisa, what do you think? Oh, I agree with you. I, I quite honestly didn't expect it to be this strong this quickly. Uh, and and it is insane. I, I was fortunate enough to be here in South Carolina, where I am today, and sell a house in Michigan. And uh, the Michigan house that it had over 60 showings, if that tells you anything. We had wow. two open houses back to back and, and more than 60 people coming through that property. 
along with um, nine strong, really good offers, um, which drove the price up, which, you know, um, made my sellers obviously ecstatic. So yeah, it's a very aggressive. So that, that was, um, you know, all of those offers for one home. So that just tells you that supply and demand is just going to keep us so strong right now. Such a strong market. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, Becky, did you hear what she said? She said nine offers on one house. We're hearing crazy stories like 19, 22, um, multiple offers in a lot of areas going on right now. So again, I said that I'm going to call BS on an article that I read saying that home home sales are going to be subdued for 2023. What's your opinion? Uh, I think they're going to be robust through 2024. Um, we are in a housing crisis. It really isn't going to change. I mean, you're having households grow. There wasn't enough homes built 10 years ago. They can't build them fast enough. There are some people that are going to be selling that are going to be maybe going into retirement communities. But at the same time, I have some clients that are retiring to go into a retirement community, but then they're turning around and they're selling that that home to their grandson. And then the other brother is buying the other home. It's literally like generational house swapping, you know, that so like as these houses are coming on, there's that generational housing market where they are growing, the families are growing. And in turn, those those are gobbling up some of that real estate that is a part of that listing number on the market that really doesn't even count towards the average homeowner that is really trying to buy right now. I mean, so we literally are in a supply demand. So when you're hearing people talk about the bubble and all those things, it is a completely different situation than it was back in 2008, 9, 10. There's just not enough homes on the market. And that 24 to 34 age group that is entering this buyer pool, like, like you've never seen before. I mean, that's over 42 million people that are entering for what these five homes that are on the market. I mean, that's a lot. And even with what Lisa's seeing in South Carolina, I mean, we, we're a national lender, so we know what's happening in our pockets, but nationally, it's completely different. You got homes sitting in Alabama for over 30, 45 days. Texas, they're starting to sit a little bit longer because um, there was like, there was such an influx of, of people coming there. I mean, so what are you seeing over in South Carolina as far as like how offers are sitting? Yeah. So the houses are a little bit, sitting a little bit longer yeah. than, than they are in Michigan, uh, but there's still a housing shortage here in the Greenville area where I'm at because it is such a up and growing and desirable area. So we are still seeing, um, you know, houses moving pretty quickly, but nothing like we're seeing in Michigan right now. Like, yeah. You know, Harvey, Harvey, um, Becky brings up a great point. OK, the point is this. The average age of a home buyer is 34. That means people from 27 to 41 are buying homes. Forget about this year, 23, and even next year into 24, all the way, there's such a shortage of supply of homes that there is never going to be this housing bubble that people are talking about because when your average age is 34 and the millennial population is growing, it's not getting smaller. So you're going to have 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. You do the math all the way up to 41, Harvey buying homes, where are these homes coming from? So there is not going to be a supply charge. As a matter of fact, um, we show good news is the new home sales rose almost 10% in March, Harvey Freed, over February. That's really good news. 
Yeah, I saw that here. He actually had uh, the st- uh, numbers came out for March, 9.6% increase. Department of Housing put that information out there. Yeah, it's, it's just really gangbusters out there. Uh, something that alerted me when uh, we were talking about your sale, Lisa, uh, your open house, that you had nine offers, but lots of people came through. We are seeing some lack of education out there. And, and that's the piece I'd like to sort of bring into the conversation here is I wish we could continuously get more of the young people and first-time home buyers set up for success. We are, some of them are, most of them are, but all of them need to be. And we are really working hard trying to educate the younger buyers or even the second-time home buyers, bring them up to speed on what it takes to get an offer accepted and how to be prepared to close within 30 days. Lisa, that kind of competition on a house, you're going to see it everywhere. Like you said, Greenville, same thing. Uh, whether I got a house in Georgia here, lots of competition out there and very few homes. Yeah, Harvey, you know what's even crazier, Becky, Lisa? The National Association of Realtors survey came out and it showed that only 11% of first-time homebuyers knew that you could buy a home with five with only 5% down. That, to me, was shocking. And even more than that, 45% of all buyers out there think you need 20% down. I found this statistic staggering. No wonder there are so many renters out there making their landlords wealthy instead of building their own wealth, Lisa. I mean, let, let's, you know, we're going to talk about first-time homebuyer programs, but that's a staggering statistic that only 11% of first-time homebuyers that knew that you could buy with very little amount of money down. Yes, and, and I could speak to this uh, personally. Becky and I both know this very well because I send her, I will get clients calling me looking for rentals. Mm-hmm. And as we talk to them, I ask them straight up, why are you not purchasing? You have great credit. You know what you're looking for in a home. And they honestly don't think that they can qualify. They have no idea of the great programs that are out there for them and um, and the, the great things that we can find for them through, you know, when I send them over to Becky, it's, it's pretty amazing. And we had one that I think he was willing to spend $1,600 a month for a rental and just in my mind, right? Being a homeowner for for a very long time, my mind is going 1,600 a month for someone else's mortgage and sent him over to Becky. And I'm pretty sure Becky, wasn't he getting like 1,350 for his mortgage payment? Yep. In buying his own home, like crazy difference, crazy difference. Well, Becky, we're dedicated to teaching home buyers what they can, what they cannot do, what they should, what they shouldn't do during the mortgage process. But more importantly, again, first time home buyer program, you don't need, you don't need 20% down, do you, Becky? No, I mean, I'm actually going to be at a buyer's, I'm going to be teaching a buyer seminar um, later on this evening. And I always talk about the three biggest home buyer, first time buyer mistakes and One of them is um, not keeping their money in the bank. My second topic is thinking that you have to put 20% down when you can actually get qualified for a down payment assistance and get money back at closing in some of these situations. And the biggest mistake that I feel like, whether you're a first-time home buyer or a repeat buyer that maybe got beat up a little bit, the biggest mistake is they don't even try. They automatically just assume they're not going to qualify. So they hesitate to have the conversations. And thankfully, I'm aligned with someone like Lisa LaRue, who identifies that, who hears that 
those pain points when they're having these conversations and she redirects them to try because we're not here to judge because my biggest motto is if it's not if it's when. If it doesn't work out now, it's when we're going to get there. How are we going to get there? What is the game plan? Because everyone's journey is different. Your My home buying experience is going to be different than my, any of my sisters or any of my friends. And everyone else on this panel that's listening, your home buying experience is completely different. You cannot compare your situation to somebody else's, just like every single house is different. Your finances are different. Your pay structure is different. So please just reach out to us so that way we can put you in the right position because that gentleman that was going to pay $1,600, 100% rent is now going to be a homeowner and putting $300 in his pocket to now budget to have what he needs to do to, you know, to live his life. We made sure that he's living under his means and even at his means. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing and journey to be a part of. Yeah, this is the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast for Wednesday, April 26, brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Where we, as you've heard from Lisa, Becky, and Harvey, we are relationship-oriented, not transaction-oriented. And that's a big difference. You call us, we'll educate you. Harvey, so many people out there need to get educated. I know we do this a thousand times a day, seven days a week, all year long. But I'm still Harvey Freed, and you're big on this. I'm still a little bit taken aback by what people don't know, Harvey. Yeah, yeah, it's our job to get it out there more and more. Of course, these kind of podcasts bring some additional information. Everyone's so different, too. Look at this panel. We've got a bald guy, a gray-headed guy, a pretty blonde, and a pretty redhead, all in this podcast to bring some levity to it. Every family's different. Every individual's got a different situation. And they, they can't listen to the, the smoke out there. They've got to sit down and find out what they can do to help themselves. And yes, Harry, 25-some years ago, I thought by now... This would be an everyday thing where people really understood the negotiations, the financing part of the buying of a house. The understanding that if you buy a house, there's a lot of things you want to check out, the functionality of the home. And sometimes even when we talk about these old sewer line inspections, it sounds like they've never even heard of this before. You know, So it's bringing that type of education to the, the masses. And I just hope that we continue to do this and we'll see more and more families uh, getting into homes. My That's why it's thing. fun. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's fun having Lisa that. on the podcast. That's why it's fun having somebody like Lisa who's experienced, who's fun, who's enthusiastic, who's solid, who's relationship-driven and educational-driven. She will sit down with you like we will and go over soup to nuts, start to finish, everything you need to know and, and approach it from all angles. So we love that objectivity. Becky, go ahead and tell me what you think. Oh, yeah. And I was just, you know, like my mentality of it is I feel it's almost a disservice if they are not speaking to us here at Capital Mortgage Funding to the point of what Harvey was saying, because sometimes people get in line with the wrong people, not intentionally, and I even like that they're bad people. Maybe they, they just don't even know. They're not slowing down to slow down for some of these buyers. We're dealing with even step up buyers, downsizing buyers that have no idea what they even went through the first time around. And it's really important to just back the bus up because we do take it for granted that we are moving. We do this every day. We talk the, we talk the language, but you have to be able to be in line with someone that is going to slow it down and make sure that everyone is on the same page because there's a lot of lenders out there, just like there's a lot of real estate agents out there. But if you get in contact with capital mortgage funding, myself, Harvey, Harry, if you get in contact with Lisa, you're going to hear the difference. You're going to feel the difference and you're going to see the difference when we get you to that finish line. And that is 
key. And I'm I'm on a mission now to go out and make sure that people hear this message because I'm tired of hearing how people just have no idea. And so that means that I'm not doing my job of reaching the masses like I should. And that has been a mission of mine for 2023 to make sure that everyone is educated and know what's happening, whether they're using capital mortgage funding or, or not, whether I should be so fortunate that everyone wants to work with me over at Capital Mortgage Funding, but that's not going to stop my mission and making sure people are comfortable and they know what they're getting into on their biggest investment of their life. Yeah, Lisa, we are actually hollering from the hills every day and just trying to help people make the right decision. Got a call from a local TV station, Lisa, yesterday, and they were asking me about what are rates going to do? That's a big topic. What's the Fed going to do on May 3rd? Um, listen, I'm not a weather person, but I was on a call yesterday with a national syndicated uh, guru, and and he thinks mortgage rates, Lisa, are going to be in the five and a half range in July. I hope he's right. I've got the over. Okay, I'm taking the over. They're not going. I want him to be right. I'd love to be wrong, Lisa, but I'm not in the prediction business. I know you're not. You're a relationship-oriented person, and that's why you're growing, because you want to bring what you do, Lisa, and, you know, to to a lot all your clients. And I just get tied up with wrong information. So, um, Lisa LaRue, we're going to go off, and I want, to, I want to ask you this question about right now. And what do you think? If I were to call you, we're going to talk about a little bit different subject. I'm going to move into it with Becky and Harvey after I talk to you. And I was on a call yesterday with a, with a national syndicated guy who gave us great information. We all know, Lisa, that mortgage rates went up. But mortgage rates went up from, say, three and a half to six and a half in a very short period of time. Now, that's 3%, right? But get this. Do you know that credit card interest rates in the same period of time, Lisa, went up from 14% to over 20 the average car payment now has doubled in the last three years, and 17% of car payments are over $1,000 a month. And the term is extended now to over six years. So, Lisa, why wouldn't people be thinking about buying a house versus paying over $1,000 for a car payment? Lisa, I just don't understand that. Help me out with that. Yes, I can tell you, I had to renew my lease this year. And wow, what a sh sticker shock that I get, right? Looking at the same car and it was way more, way more than last year or last time I, I had to do that. So, so yeah, I, I'm always of the mindset of, um, I love how you're saying this is a relationship building business. And I can always trust when I send a client over to you guys, when I send a client over to Becky, that you guys are going to take a look at the big picture. You're going to look at their overall goals. You're going to slow things down and make sure that you're putting them in the right things. Um, because yes, everything's going up. Their their mortgage pay or their um, car payments are going up higher. Their everything's going higher. So we need to make sure that we're setting them up for success. And by having that relationship building process, that's exactly what we're doing. And so I, I always that. know... I always know that I can trust. If I'm sending them over to Becky, she's going to take a great look at everything and, and set them up for success for not just today, but for their future and what's going on with their individual finances, just like we were talking about. 
Lisa Lou joins us, Realty XP, Grocery Michigan, and Greenville, South Carolina. Hey, She's hi. awesome, always has been. She comes on very enthusiastic, fun, informative. Uh, we're going to go to last words for the day, Becky Ellie. Go ahead. Give me your last words for April 26, 2023. Okay. Well, I'm going to stick on this whole like payment thing that we were talking about. I actually did a post uh, not that long ago. I'm probably going to recycle it because it's important. You know, lease payments, car payments, right? That is something that is factored into overall affordability. And there's a lot of people out there that don't even think twice to co-sign for somebody. If your lease or car payment is more than 10% of your gross income, that is going to have a huge impact on how much house you are going to be able to qualify for. So if you're making $100,000 and your car payment is $1,000, that is now going to have a huge impact on what you're qualifying for. So make sure that your house payment and your car payment are not the same. Okay, so just think twice when you're co-signing for someone and make sure that you have yourself in an affordable position, whether you want to buy a house now or in five years. I love that. Solid advice, Becky. We want people to be able to afford not only their home and their car, but life itself. And, uh, you know, uh, first step is make sure you are not renting anymore. Make sure you're buying a house. Harvey Free. Real quick, uh, the correlation between car payments. I love it. We're the Motor City and housing payments. I love that this morning. Becky, well said. If you are co-signing for somebody, if that person makes 12 payments with canceled checks, and they can document they pay it. We cannot count. We can avoid counting that debt against you. So that's a huge thing. Okay, you did the co-sign. Now do the right thing. I know you had a co-sign for your kids. Do the right thing and do it the right way. We have to educate that piece. So I do like that correlation. Good stuff from you guys. I appreciate you, Harvey. As always, Lisa, you have the last words for the day. Oh, wonderful. Well, um, just what we've been talking about, make sure you're aligning yourself with great people who actually do care about what's going on with you personally and, and what your future goals are. Um, and uh, any one of us are, are thrilled to, to work with you and help you through any of the processes. No pressure, right? None of us are going to give any pressure. We just want to help you. So I, I love working with you guys. I love being on this podcast. So great to see your faces today. Yeah, thank you for being on, Lisa. As always, you are special. We enjoy having you on all the time. Uh, for Becky Alley, Harvey Freed, I'm Harry Glantz for the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast for Wednesday, April 26th. Listen, go out. Make sure you can afford that house. Don't pay rent anymore. So many first-time homebuyer programs out there. And we'll see you soon. <laughs>